Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Good morning. My name's Katrina Reese. I'm one of the area managers here at Practice Plan. I'm delighted to be joined today on our podcast by Dr. Niall Neeson, Clinical Director at Boyne Dental and Implant Clinic. Good morning, Niall. How are you this morning? Very well, Katrina. How are you yourself? Not too bad at all. Not too bad. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I'm delighted to have you here as one of our guest speakers. Um, Before I go through all my lovely questions, because I've got so much that I'd like to ask you, I was just wondering if you could give our listeners a little overview about yourself and who you are. Certainly, yeah. Um, hello, uh, my name is Niall. I'm a dentist based in Boyne Dental in Navan in Ireland. And um, I suppose in, in Boyne Dental, I feel fortunate to have been allowed to really embrace my interest, my passion in helping people who experience dental fear, anxiety or phobia. Um, and I've developed a service there called Dental Fear Solutions and I now get quite a few referrals too, which is nice. I also post content on social media under the, the profile title of The Calming Dentist. And um, yeah, I suppose I set out that, that profile with the aim of getting across positive messages directed to people who, who experience dental anxiety, um, maybe provide a, a degree of understanding about why they feel the way they do, um, allowing them to know that, that they're not alone, that they're not on their own with this. Um, to offer support and, and reassurance that there are lots of things we as dentists can do out there to help and that there are lots of awesome dentists out there ready to help um, and, and, to, and to give them to give them hope as well you know to let them know that how you feel about the dentist can change it can evolve over time and there, there are lots of people out there who have achieved that and um, so using using patient stories to um, really reinforce that that message works well too Great, that sounds great. So obviously you are more recognized maybe as the Calming Dentist. That's a a title that sort of resounds with your name. Tell me what inspired you to start the Calming Dentist and and take this route with your patients? Um, I I suppose it's an area of dentistry that I always felt strongly about and was passionate about. So I, I, I knew I wanted to pursue this further and I always wanted to find a way where it could work in the private practice setting, you know, and um, where, where everybody could, could benefit, I suppose. And um, so I spent a few years adding to the skill set and the toolkits, so, you know, things like sedation, hypnosis, the wand, maybe learning a bit about uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, that sort of thing, um, and really developing the service within the practice. and. As part of that process, I recorded a couple of short videos just for, for social media at the time, and they got a huge response. And at the time, it really seemed to connect with people. Um, and I suppose when you think about it, it, it makes sense, doesn't it? That, uh, you know, they're, they're able to digest this material in the safety of their own homes, you know, in, in their own time. Uh, whenever people are present in the dental practice, or sitting in the dental chair more so those those fight or flight feelings are are going crazy you know and it's very difficult for them to actually take in messages any message that reassurance the land when they're in that, that 
heightened state. Um, so it, it worked well like that. And I suppose as well, it, it humanizes us as dentists. Um, you know, in, in that content, there, there isn't that threat at the time when they're just observing us over, you know, through, through the phone. Um, so it allows them to feel like they get to know you a little bit, which can build rapport, which is so important in, in building trust. So I, I could see that that format worked well for that group of patients. So it, it's something that I then realized, okay, you know, this, this could be a, a good opportunity, a good mechanism for, for communicating here. And so we, we, we floated the idea of using the profile for that. And I suppose I was conscious as well at the time, having studied about dental anxiety, that this is a, this is an issue the world over. You know, it's not just Ireland or the UK. And, you know, the percentages of, of the prevalence of, of dental anxiety phobia is, is pretty constant around the world. So I, I wanted to communicate these messages in a way that it could be applicable to anybody out there who understands English, even in a, a, an Irish accent. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that that other people could tap into it, and that other dentists could use it, could use the content. And to anybody out there listening, please feel free to, you know. And um, the more people these messages can can reach and connect with, the better. So I've had a look on your Instagram page, Niall, and it was really, really interesting. I could see how the be- the videos are really beneficial for patients um i was completely relaxed myself actually after watching them and i can see how these could be utilized by other dentists to bring some of your really great methods into their way of working at practice and anxiety is a real thing isn't it about going to the dentist a lot of people have a a real instilled fear about it um so what what factors do you think contribute to this anxiety yeah well i suppose it's a good question good question because I think it's important to remember that dental fear is a unique experience to every single person. You know, everybody's background is slightly different about what's contributed to how they feel about the dentist and, and what's brought them to this point. And I suppose the the, the classic um, pathway and, and the thing that we will hear most commonly as dentists is a, a previous traumatic bad experience um, and that that would be the most common issue cited but it's not as simple as that you know there, there are lots of people out there terrified about coming to the dentist who've never had a bad experience and equally there are lots of people who've had bad experiences that can attend the dentist absolutely fine you know and um, with no significant fear or anxiety and I think something that the research shows, which is interesting, and, and I see this all the time myself, is that it's not necessarily the dentistry that's contributed to that that lingering impact of the bad experience. It's more so how they've been made to feel by the dentist, you know, um, and often it's the words spoken or, or the attitude of the dentist in the past that's really left those scars. So those emotions of humiliation or, or feeling belittled or, or ashamed or embarrassed you know they're, they're powerful emotions that um, can be can be difficult to, to shake off and um, so yeah and I suppose there are lots of other factors that have been shown to contribute so things like genetics 
um, family influences, the media, um, a history of, of sexual abuse, people's mental health. Um, and mental health is, is one that I encounter a lot in, in practice. And again, when, when you consider it, it, it makes sense. If somebody is, uh, you know, has, has generalized anxiety disorder, they're encountering numerous things in their day-to-day -day life that are, are a challenge and um, with, with um, managing their anxiety. And a trip to the dentist with the uncertainties and the perceived threats that can accompany that is, is obviously another, another thing that they will be anxious about. Um, and other elements of mental health, you know, things like social phobia. For some people, it can be the social interaction that can be daunting for them. Um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, agoraphobia, that, that, that fear of being trapped um, within the surgery or in the chair. Um, so all these different elements can can feed into each person's specific anxiety. And, and I suppose there can be this relationship between the dental anxiety and um, you know an anxiety disorder or people's mental health where one can impact the other um, but equally if we can make progress with one then that can also benefit the other as well so you know we can we can have an impact on people that goes far beyond just their dental health and, and their teeth we can potentially you know improve their overall well-being confidence along with that too yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? All the different triggers and contributors, really, that can be be there behind the scenes that perhaps you wouldn't normally think of. So, in yeah. in terms of your yourself um, and with your patients, what does your patient journey actually look like? Well, I suppose with our patient journey, we've designed it in such a way to i suppose with the aim of communicating a consistent message throughout that we can definitely help you and that everything is going to be okay um, and we aim to, to do that from the first point of contact so um one of the the, the girls in the admin team claire has um been trained up to know the service inside out so she would um, deal directly with with any uh, any anyone who makes a point of, of mentioning that, that they're they're nervous or they're anxious or if they're um, inquiring about an appointment with myself. So Claire will will have a chat with them, and um, she has has a lovely way of communicating with them. You know, uh, communicating that that empathy, that compassion that's so important at that time to allow them to feel welcome and and that their their concerns are are valid. Um, She'll then forward some information about the service and ways that we can help. Um, and accompanying that is a dental anxiety questionnaire. Um, so the modified dental anxiety scale we use in that. The hospital anxiety and depression scale is, is part of that as well. And then we have some open questions on that too. Um, so just asking them what do they think has contributed to how they feel about the dentist? Um, you know, are there any specific procedures or, or sensations that concern them? Um, ask them what are their goals and how can we help? Um, and then we also ask them if there's any particular type of music that would make them feel more at home in, in, in the room um, or any particular program on Netflix that, you, that they might like to watch over, over their head. So just um, trying to, to to get an idea of how we can best help them. Um, so they send all that information back to us. And then the week ahead of their first visit, 
I'll give them a call, a phone call, uh, just to introduce myself and say hello, let them know what to expect at the first visit and to answer any questions that they may have at, at that stage. Um, and that has been so, so helpful. You know, that, that's been um, great. At, at, and, and people, patients will often refer to that as having been a real comfort at, at the time because it just removes one more uncertainty for them you know it, it, it makes them feel that, that bit more at ease and um, with with coming in for that first visit and um, so yeah so the, I suppose there are those three positive contacts before they've even set foot in the practice with which which works well and um, and then when they attend for their their first visit and um, we have an hour for our first consultation um, and usually about the first 15 minutes or so of that is just having a chat so it's not in the dental chair it's just sitting opposite each other have, having a chat and um I suppose beginning to to um plan and decide how we can work together and moving forward and, and making the process as smooth as we can for them and that can be a very emotional 15 minutes for some people you know they're always a box of tissues if they're ready <laughs> that part um, but it's important it's important and by the end of that chat often you can sense that that adrenaline rush those fight or flight feelings are beginning to settle a bit and they're then more comfortable and and um, more open to actually sitting in the dental chair and moving forward with with the next part of the actual consultation. And um, that groundwork has been priceless for us. You know, the dentistry itself can begin to fall into place pretty quickly um, once once people are, I suppose, on board and once we have an idea as to what's important to them as well. Yeah. You certainly do go the extra mile, don't you, when it comes to establishing that relationship and trust with the patient. I mean, trust is such an important thing. And I mean, the, the, the lots of touch points that you, you've put in place really do seem to make a difference, especially that personal phone call that you're making. It's very intimate and it's very, it sounds very tailored and, and thoughtful, actually. Very, very thoughtful, Niall. I mean... In terms of patient experiences across practices, what tips would you give to other um, dentists um, who are running their own practices to make sure that their patient experience is the best that it could be? Yeah, well, the phone call has actually been a huge benefit, you know, and in, I'd say I've been doing that phone call for maybe the last three or four years. And in that time, of anybody that I have spoken to or left a voicemail even, if they've had a, that point of communication, not one has failed to attend their first visit. And for that for that cohort of, of patients, for that group of patients, that's incredible, you know? And um, so often, I suppose dental fear and anxiety from a business perspective and from practice owners, it's easy to think of it as an inconvenience to smooth it on another day or they won't show up or sure they won't come back you know they're just in for an emergency they won't come back um but i'm always keen to emphasize the, the positives as well you know like these are the most loyal group of patients you'll ever have um you know once you've won them over they're they're going nowhere and um, i suppose on, on top of that because of the the neglected often accompanies dental phobia there tends to be a high treatment need so 
there's a lot of valuable treatment in there too for for dentists to to, to gain um, and as well as that when you have won them over uh, and and completed their treatment they can be like your own little pr team out there telling people and driving new patients your way you know and uh, so that this can work out well and and uh, you know we we've we thankfully we've demonstrated that so that phone call is is one really really helpful if you know somebody's coming in who's particularly nervous if you know uh, if, if your receptionist took a phone call and passes that on to you it only takes a couple of minutes of your time but it makes a massive difference because it's something they've never experienced before and you're wanting to communicate that message that this is different this is going to be different to your previous experiences so it just sets that tone and um, i think in the in the dental chair itself what's crucial and i know most dentists are, are very good at, at this these days but is establishing a very clear stop signal and um, so that if the patient wants you to stop for any reason even if it's just to have a rinse or a break catch their breath um, or of course if they feel any discomfort and um, that they can stop you and lifting the hand is the most common one and, and that works fine um, I, I use a, a little button clicker called KitCam um, so the patient holds a little button in their hand and um, if they want to stop for any reason they click the button and makes a little noise and we just stop what we're doing straight away um, every single time uh, and that can work well now unfortunately I've actually found out recently they've stopped making KitCam or selling it um, but I actually prior to that I used to use little dog clickers little clickers that are used <laughs> it does the same job i suppose it's not quite as smooth or attractive looking as the the, the tailor made one but it does the same job you know a couple of quid and it, it can make a big difference and i suppose subconsciously you're communicating that message that the control is literally in the palm of your hand you know and um, and what i've subsequently found out as well is for people who are experiencing high levels of anxiety at that time if you're asking them to lift their hand or something sore, their catastrophizing brains can progress to thinking, oh, but if I lift my hand, I'll hit his arm and he's got the drill and then the drill will come through my cheek and then it'll be a disaster. And um, so the little button clicker removes that, you know, uh, that that other potential source of, of anxiety for some patients. Um, and the crucial thing is, regardless of what the signal is, that whenever they make that signal that we stop and um, straight away every single time and that that's the only way of of effectively building trust and um, yeah so and i suppose another technique that i'd use with every single patient is using their breath to their advantage you know this is a tool every single one of your patients has and um something that they can can use to their advantage and um, it's I suppose common that people feel helpless when they're in the chair. So I like to give them as much control as possible. And this is something that they can do by themselves, you know, for themselves to, to help themselves in, in that moment. Um, and it's been shown time and time again to be effective at reducing those fight or flight feelings that allow people to feel calmer. Um, using your breath can lower the heart rate, lower blood pressure, lower your cortisol, stress hormones, and um, so, so many benefits. Uh, and and it works as an effective distraction when when they're you know thinking about oh is my 
hand is my tummy raising when I'm breathing in you know they're not thinking oh geez here comes now the big massive needle you know so um, I, I work on, on a lot of different levels physiologically and uh, you know as, as that, that psychological distraction and I just ask patients you know even as simple as taking three big full deep breaths right into your tummy and place your hand on your tummy so you can feel your hand rising as you breathe in and then slowly release and relax on the out breath. Um, and after those th three slow deep breaths, just continue with that nice controlled pattern with the breath. Um, and by allowing your out breath to last a little bit longer than your in breath, can make it even more effective at, at allowing you to feel that, that bit more calm. Um, so maybe counting to four on the in breath, six on the out breath. Again, at that further distraction and, and point of attention, um, which, which can, can work so well for people. Sounds absolutely amazing. And I really do like the fact that everything you're doing puts the patient back in control. Um, it, it's a, it, sounds, it sounds like a wonderful experience for the patient, Niall. Um, I think there's probably going to be quite a few people out there who are going to want to know where they can find out a little bit more. So I just thought it'd be a great opportunity for you, Niall, to signpost your um, sites and Insta pages um, to your listeners. Yeah, thanks, Lillian. Yeah, um, yeah. So I'm on Instagram as at the Calming Dentist, and you'll find me on, on Facebook and um, at the Calming Dentist as well. And our website is www.boindental.ie as well. And feel free to you know send me a message um, uh, on on social media, or my email is nile at boindental.ie. And as I said to any other dentists out there by all means please please feel free to to use any of the content if you're happy to give the page a mention or whatever sure that'd be great but um i say the more the more people we can can reach with these positive messages and, and tools the better fabulous well niall thank you so much for your time today it's been a fascinating interview it's been great listening to all the amazing things that you do to support all these anxious patients um so that's dr niall neeson the Calming Dentist. Thanks very much.